Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. It's great to be back. It's great to speak to you again. It has been too long. We keep... Lockdown has just thrown up lots of extra things, so we're getting slowly through this season. And uh, yeah, I've been chomping at the bit to speak to you yeah, about this one. So, I mean, what? where do you want to start today? Well, well I think... <laughs> I know. I know we've not spoken about this. I know exactly where you want to start. <laughs> it's Georgie Porgy putting in pie, isn't it? <laughs> Dave, now, we did have tears in this, and I'm very aware of the road it could be going down with good old George, but he decides that his everlasting love is with Sophie. But... The things he's done to that girl over their relationship, and we don't know the half of it. We're only getting snippets. I don't think there's anything Sophie's done wrong. We could be wrong. I don't see that. And all right, she did kiss Mason, but I do think she's justified. And you know you're on a hiding to nothing when a fucking presenter stroke mentor, Emily Attack, is giving him giving him shit, basically. <laughs> like she she dropped a proper bit of shade on him about something he'd done, about his attitude and that at the start of the episode. And they meet up and he demands to meet Sophie. She's had enough. She's with Mason now. They got on five dates. They did have a kiss. Normally I'd be like, oh, it's poor form, that whatever. With this guy. There's no poor form. He's like, I'll go missing for days. I'll tell her I'm going to meet her somewhere. And half an hour later, I'll be texting her, go, sorry, I'm out with the boys when she's all dolled up. He's got no respect for the fucking girl. And finally, the girl, Sophie, has got a set and gone, you know what? Fuck you. I'm worth more than that. I'm off. He has just completely, as far as we can see, and what we've been told in this narrative, he has completely treated her like shit. And I just say, Dave, I was all for, I'm there, Emily Pankers, Suffragette, you go fucking girl. Don't let no man bring you down. I'm well for what she was doing. And I, I totally agree. What are you doing fucking about with your boom arm there? You're like, are you punching the air or something? Yeah, I did. I punched the air. Not me. I did. I was all for him. Uh, Sophie. I swear to God, I punched it and not the boom arm. Apologies, anyone listening. But I'm, I'm sorry, Dave. I was in the moment. And George, he said, absolutely. Absolute grey day clown, and he does not deserve that girl at all. Right, so I'm going to take up a slightly different stance. So I hear what you're saying, and and that does look like what's happened. And he's been a bit of a twat, but it's still, it's not nice to watch someone have that epiphany and that realisation. You know what, Chris, there was a great line. I think, was it, oh, it's Temptation Island, was it? It, it was one of the seasons, one or two. Um and the, I think it was the second one, actually, and the, the ginger guy again. He was very blasé like George. He wasn't asked, And he even said to uh, one of the girls who he was in the house with that if they broke up, he wouldn't care. And brilliant. That is exactly the clip that got showed to his girlfriend. And then she had her head turned and then she was gone. She was off. And he was pouring his heart out. And, and the presenter said, sometimes the lessons that we learn, we take into the next relationship. And so 
I think it, it, it's almost getting a little bit boring. Since about episode three or four, I think it's been obvious it's going to go this way, that, you know, Sophie will kind of realise her own worth and then George will realise he's fucked it. In fact, I've got in my notes here, George, you've fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> and it, The only question is, is he going to realise it? Is he going to realise that he has fucked it, it's gone? And, you know, try and make the best out of the rest of this experience? Or is he just going to, you know, go into sad sack mode and kind of sort of <laughs> do the old um, Joey from Friends, you know, uh, all up against the window, singing All By Myself. All By Myself, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just take rain, yeah, on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I do a... The one thing I'd say, Dave, is it's great that he did see for himself and said she wants, you know, she doesn't want a boy. I've been very immature. I need to grow up. However, actions speak louder than words, Dave. This guy has had no respect for her whatsoever. And and at the end of the day, there's not many times where you're going to agree. And I know they're supposed to be split up because that's why in different apartments and stuff. Um, and I get that. They're not actually supposed to be together per se. But I do agree with her, her decision. He, he is not a good guy. And, but, Dave, I did say this couple of episodes ago, as much as you know, I'm having a bit of a pop at him and that, and it's like he can't see his behaviour. He's completely selfish. He's obviously cheated on her. You do not, like you said, you do not share a fucking bed. As the great Mr Horrocks would say, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, if it walks like a duck, it talks like a dog. It's a fucking dog. And that guy, I'm sorry, has absolutely done the business on her plenty of times. And she's just gone, I ain't having it. But Dave, I don't want to see the guy go down the road of having some sort of breakdown at all. If he's getting that bad, I think he needs to remove himself. So I, I did have a, a, I genuinely did have a, a feeling of guilt thinking, you know what? I don't want to see, if that was my kid or whatever, I wouldn't want to see him in that, you know, that way or feeling like that. However, he then starts going, he starts playing the emotional blackmail on her and then he's mm. spinning the story to his his, his, his uh, flatmates. And I'm like, but it didn't really go down like that, George, did it, you cock, you know? So so it's like, take the take the loss. She's, I think he always thought he would split it with her and she would split mm. it with him. Yeah. And she's got the power now and he doesn't like it. I think it's more that than it is actually wanting to be with her. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think you're right, but... I mean, it's not quite what I say, Chris, because uh, outside of well, the cartoons, there, there aren't many talking ducks. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to get it wrong. <laughs> Go on, Dave. What, what are you if saying? it walks what? like a duck and quacks like a duck. That's it, yeah. <laughs> not talks well, like Chris, 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 Chris is new on his talk, Dave, so don't steal your line. That's your classic line. Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so. The thing is, that you can see that that connection's growing with Mason as well, can't you? Yeah. They stole yeah. A, a cheeky little kiss there. But she was discussing with the flatmates beforehand, you know, it's the fifth date. And so, you know, she's thinking about kissing him. So, you know, I think whether she'd have shut the door on George without Mason being there, I don't know. Because it's not like she's been dating loads of people. 
you know, she's been on five bloody dates now. So uh, whatever the reason, I think her head's gone. That's it. She's off. Uh, George is a yeah. closed door for her. But I mean, next, Chris, I, what do you make to Elliot and Mitch? Because, you know, they were walking down the canal. They seem to be getting closer and closer all the time. I think Mitch is kind of getting a bit nervous now that he's going to get pied off. Which way do you think that's going to go? I think Elliot's really into Mitch. And then if you look on the flip side with Charlie, Charlie's now regretting it, isn't he? He's regretting mm. the kid. He's regretting uh, the fact that he was thinking of Elliot, you know, pretty much the whole time. Obviously, it's a five-year relationship, you know. Yeah. I know, like, they said it's the trust issues and things like that. But this, this was love there. There was genuine love between them two guys. And it's like seeing Mitch and Elliot is nice, but also knowing that Charlie... In the, and I think that's what's interesting is... I think the ones who some of the couples who've come in, the ones who you think have sort of got in there thinking, well, we're single, we're gonna they seem to be the ones pulling back, a la mm. like what Georgie's doing now, and even we'll talk about Jeremiah and selling as well. Um I'm not sure, Dave. I, I think it might be Mitch who cools it off, like you said about the pying off thing. It could be Mitch and Elliot maybe left stranded slightly. So and we do get a preview for episode eight. Um, where Elliot steams in there on Charlie's, it looks like his birthday dude, doesn't it, or something? So that looks quite interesting. Interesting choice of words. I'm not sure he steams in there. He seems to bring him a birthday cake. You know, he's not <laughs> raiding in there, kicking the door down, going, "What the fuck's going on?" It sounds more dramatic than probably it what it was. Dave. I mean, it seemed like a sweet moment. It's obviously Charlie's birthday light, and he doesn't want to miss out on it. But again, I tell you what, Chris, it still irks me a little bit. I'm still saying that Temptation Island has got this bit better. They should not be allowed to see each other. No circumstances at no, all. I mean, I agree. Ultimately, the thing with George and uh, Sophie, you know, it just had a bit of a, a, a moan and wanted to see her. Well, it shouldn't be that bloody easy. That's the whole point of the game. So, yeah, I don't really like that. The fact that, you know, they just have to have a quick word and then and then they can see their other halves. It's supposed to really test them. But, um, yeah, I mean, Charlie did seem to regret that kiss with Ethan a bit. But he's then when he saw him at the party later, he did ask him for a second date. So, again, I... Not too sure which way that one's going to go, but definitely, you know, the preview for the next episode seems to imply, you know, that there's still definitely feelings there between those two. Yeah, without a doubt. And and I, and it'd be unusual if there wasn't, Dave, after five years together. I, I think just wait and see. Hopefully, you know, they both end up happy, uh, whether they're with each other or they're with somebody else. I, I, I do agree. I, I must admit, Dave, watching this show, uh, and I know everybody pretty much copies the original, you know, the guy I've come down with me with the voiceovers and then in Sterling, obviously, with Love Island. This guy's not been too bad, but then he did throw in the line about selling when she sat there. You know, Elliot's talking to him and he's trying to speak. And I thought she was very rude selling because Elliot said, you know, spewing his guts trying to explain to him what's happened in, on his date with Mitch and stuff. And she's like, I'm not going on that date. I'm not going. And it's like, you're being fucking rude. You know what yeah. I mean? You're being absolutely rude. And in the end, Elliot was shuts up just by basically because she was being rude to him and she gets up and, and he's going, I must admit, he didn't he's going, she's not going on that date, but she's getting ready for the date. She's not going, she's not going on. And it, and she was just like, what in the pity party sympathy, wasn't she? You know, and I was she like, was, oh, come on. She was having a bit of a meltdown, wasn't she? You know, she yeah. was getting all stressed about it. And, and you know, it comes out in, in a negative way. I mean, it was fucking rude, let's face it. Let's call it out as it is. But I think she was just really stressed about getting ready yeah. and, you know, I don't know. I guess if you haven't been on a date for like seven years, um, 
you know you kind of would be wouldn't you yeah, and the guy she went on the date with, it was a great bit of a connection between them. He was right up her street. She said he was her type. He was all right, but he was a bit overconfident, Dave. He, I thought the date was going really well until the end. He went, well, you're definitely going to want another date with me, aren't you? And then just starts <laughs> dropping lines on her. And I'm like, come on. You know, I, if, if you're trying to win a girl over, well, I mean, there's not many girls going to like that sort of arrogance about him. I don't know. Because, um, I mean, Nat... So, so switching across, um, you know, he's the same, isn't he? He, he sort of, yeah. He, he, I, I don't get it because I, I can't remember. Is it Ellis, the the girl who he keeps talking to? Yeah, Ellis. Yeah. Nah, you know, he's from your part of the world, isn't he? Uh, uh, he just keeps coming out with these stupid fucking lines, and it, he's just being a cock. But she's not sort of picking up on it at all. I. I I haven't written down any specific line, but I just think he—he's just a bit arrogant and a bit of a bit of a tool, if I'm honest. And and I just think, yeah. you know, he just comes across really badly for me. And I don't know some of the things that just resonate with me really in a negative way. But she seems to not be bothered by it and get on with it. So I don't know, Chris. Do, do girls like it or not? You know, just put it out there. Be confident. Yeah, but but. I, I, there's nothing wrong with being confident, man or one. There's nothing wrong with that, Dave. You believe in yourself. There's plenty of people who can knock you down in life. We all know that. We both know that. You, you, if you're told a narrative about how you are as a person, you pretty much, if you start listening, you're going to believe it. That's you, isn't it? You know what I mean? So I, I have nothing wrong with being confident. I really don't. It took me years to feel, you know, like feel completely confident, even though maybe a singer in a band and, and loving this centre of attention, Dave. You, you, you've always got them inner demons. Um, but with Nat, it was the comment, and I think you're right, it was the comment he said to Ellis about, and I'm, th- I'm trying to work the numbers out, I think, well, he's come with Megan. They've been in a relationship for a few years, but he's going, well, he's just, you know, I'm sort of like sick of going round and, uh, at, you know, my girl, and then sleeping with her friends or my friend's friends or the lads all swapping girls and that, and I'm thinking, you've just come out of a relationship and you're outing yourself as an out-and-out cheat. And you're right, Ellis did not pick up on that at all. And I was thinking, wow, what an arrogant thing to say. Especially the, we split up for two seconds because she was talking to some lad, which I don't condone at all because sexting can be as bad as as cheating as well because you're emotionally available to somebody else. There's no excuse for that. However, he did go and sleep with this other girl in like record peak time. Even Arthur Fronzarelli couldn't get a fucking girl that quick (laughs) day. You know what I mean? See, obviously I said it before, he obviously had someone lined up. So, I don't know. I just kept thinking, wow, you are very, very arrogant. And even when he come back and fucking George is there crying his <laughs> eyes out. And he went, she's, she's always, she doesn't want me anymore. He went, well, you have to get out there, won't you? Start being George, get out there. And I'm thinking, wow. I mean, it was classic TV, but it was just like, no <laughs> compassion. Fuck her off. Go get someone else, mate. What's your problem? And, and it's like, you've obviously... It might be a defence mechanism for him, but he literally just didn't give a shit. And I was pissing myself like, wow. It's <laughs> <laughs> the confident there, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, good I, TV. I, I think I said it last episode, but I'm sorry, but Nat has definitely been out there before. He just got yeah. found out that once. So it, yeah. it's just obvious the way he is. So, I, yeah, I mean, that couple, to be honest, for me has got no chance because we did our predictions at the top didn't they which you wrote down on a piece of paper i think <laughs> which you've probably fucking thrown away now i imagine um, 
<laughs> you have to listen to our own damn episode to find out what we predicted. But Good anyway, um, his reliability. <laughs> I mean, so Claudia went on a date with Bailey. They went up on this events in the sky. You know, had a bit of champers up there as well. So. I mean, honestly, Chris, I, I don't know what it is about this guy, but it is shit-eating grin and just basically agreeing with everything that Claudia says. Uh, yeah. just, it makes him yeah. come across as quite disingenuous to me, but she seemed to be enjoying it. But Well, he's lying about she had a nice arse. Went down like a fucking lead balloon, didn't it? Like, <laughs> we were eating. He told her he was scared of heights, and he went, you got a great arse. And she just looked at him and was like, right, yeah. you got a great... Then he toned it down and went, you got a great bum. And she was still having none of it. And then he's like, can I have a kiss? No, not really. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, not thinking there'll be a follow-up to this one. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I do want to touch on... I know we talked about selling on a date, but I do want to sort of call out Jeremiah again, because... We know with Temptation Island, and this is obviously a fucking cheapo version of Temptation Island by a long stretch. And even when they were on the, before I saw about Jeremiah, they said they were, what were they doing? They were doing some dating somewhere because we were decorating and we had it on as we decorated. It's like, what the fuck are they, they going whenever they were supposed to be going on a date in London? I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get that at all. <laughs> Whatever they were supposed to be doing was just like proper on a budget. Yeah. But, Jeremiah has copped off with a girl. All right, it wasn't like an absolute frosting, uh, passionate kiss, but he did snog a girl. He's gone on a couple of dates, and then I still don't get... I, I kept thinking about myself, thinking, is it in the human psyche that do as I say, not as I do? So so he can basically... I know he's cooled off on some of the dates. He has. You can see that there's a level of regret there. And, and hopefully, like you said, he might be having this coming, come to Jesus moment where he's like, oh, I've been horrible, but he openly admits when he goes on his date that he has not been fated. He went, he's been trust issues here, but I've not been a great boyfriend. And it's like, well, she doesn't trust you because you obviously have done stuff. You know, they're not going into details of it, but there's no smoke without fire. So I'm like, well, selling is obviously an emotional wreck. She doesn't feel anything. And then when Sophie had the chat with George and she mentioned about, she said a line and straight away selling went, that's what, that's what uh, Jeremiah said, says to me. He's told her, he's got that in her head. It's something about worth or something. You know, you know. it was some comment and George said it and, and she was like, that's what he does, puts me down. And, and I'm thinking, right. but you can't, you, you can't have a remorse and hopefully they might get back together by the end of this series. But surely thinking, I, I kept thinking, you've, the one who's instigated a kiss and gone out and really wanted to make a move on some of these girls, she's found out and you're not happy she's doing the same then. She had no intention of cheating on him or getting with somebody. And she hasn't kissed anybody yet. So yeah. I don't know. I, I've gone a bit long-winded and thinking there, but I just sort of think, well, you've been a bit of a hypocrite, to be honest. You reap what you sow. So, so he is. Um, and you started that off by saying, you know, is it in the human psyche? I don't, I don't know if it's in everyone, but I think there's something in that. Because you see it in all of these different programs, don't you? These different mm -hmm. dating reality TV shows. And basically, they're fine to go off and do what they want to do. But then when the tables are turned, they really don't like it. And it's like, well, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, I think the phrase is. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so, but having it put in your face like that, I guess, you know, just... Uh, it, it, it struck a chord with Jeremiah, hasn't it? Because he was, you know, he was not happy when it flashed up on the TV that she was out on a date, you know, and, um, 
you know, he, he was basically saying, you know, if she kisses him, that's that's it, they're done. So, yeah, I, th- I think he's, again, he started off like a house on fire, didn't he? Going straight in there quite early for the kiss with the blue smurf. But then since then, he has pumped the brakes a bit. And so, again, yeah. I still think... I, I, the problem is with this, Chris, I don't know how much has really evolved since, like, episode three. I think that the first couple of episodes, you sort of gauge in who people are. And then we've made some predictions about, well, where could this go, you know? And I think George and Jeremiah in particular they've kind of carried on on a projection uh, on a trajectory that they started a few episodes ago so there's not really anything thrown in there that that's changed them so i i'm hoping you know something changes quite soon because again if we go back to love island because you're getting so many people in and these relationships and these challenges you know they, they really kind of test them and then the dynamics between the people change i'm just finding it a little bit stale if i'm honest you know what, Dave? I'm glad you said that. I'm not just sitting there going, yeah, I'm agreeing with whatever you say. I think you're right. I think Sam said the same thing when she overheard him say, like, this is the fifth date that Mason and Sophie have been on. Yeah. And, and you know, we called out to Otton, and I was, just, I was especially adamant the fact that we needed a few more episodes because there was a lot of stuff we just didn't see on this, this experiment. And hopefully next time they may... If not double, they may give us about three or four extra episodes to flesh out the characters, give us a bit. There was there was nothing. We didn't see half the stuff that went on there. And it was a Love Island format, but it just didn't hit towards the end. It became quite like you say, it became quite boring. And it was just like, well, what was the point of, of it? Because you know, we know that Francesca and uh, Harry just fucking did whatever they wanted and they still come away with a bit of cash in the pocket. So it, it was a weird show with this. This is runs for 15 episodes and we've, we're not even halfway through yet. And yeah. already I'm thinking, fuck me, we've got another eight episodes of the same stuff. I, Dave, I'm with you completely. I honestly think what needs to happen now is it, they need to shake it up and just boot a couple of them out and bring some new people in. And I, I wouldn't mind seeing, this is purely from reality stuff. I know it's real life. I know that. But when you see Sophie going on five dates with someone and then kissing yeah. with Mason, she should then leave, I think, and leave George in and say, yeah, we're going to make a go of it. You know, like, we're, we're not boyfriend yeah, and girlfriend. Yeah. Just something. Or I still think there's something there between Jeremiah and Sophie. I think he's got a bit of a thing for Sophie. Jeremiah's got a fucking thing for everyone. But I tell you what, well, did yeah. you notice George's comment when um, Selling came out all dolled up? Yeah, I would. I would. <laughs> yeah, he fucking got over Sophie for that brief moment, didn't he? Fucking yeah. keep it in your pants, yeah. son. Well, I'm not being funny, Dave, but she definitely gets the uh, the outfits of this show have been unbelievable. You know, Sam said that to me. And that's not me being a pervert. Sam was like, fucking hell, don't you wear any clothes? She's always got underwear on. You know, she she knows what, you said it a few episodes, but she knows what her best assets are. Let's just say that. Yeah, the big guns uh, are out again. I, I, yeah. I've never seen the big guns put away, to be honest. But um, yeah, she, yeah. What can you say about it? <laughs> the double barrel shotgun, Dave. Let's just say that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think, joking aside, I think you are right. This this wasn't reviewed very well, I and mean, it's not going to put me off because I'm going to watch it. So, Chris, any predictions for the next episode? 
apart from, you know, we see Elliot's going to bring in a cake for Charlie by the looks of it. Well, he's not steaming in there, Dave, as you did mention. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing really. I think I think if we do get another episode of George and Sophie selling and Jeremiah, as we've just said, it may just come to the point where I'm like, I think you just need to go. They need to shake it up. There's got to be some twist in this series. You know, halfway through, something's got to give somewhere because we've not seen a lot. Rob wasn't in it in this episode a lot. Megan was in it a little bit on a date. We need to see something. Something's got to happen, I think, to keep it watchable more than anything. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I, I think so as well. I mean, we're going to see the whole series through, obviously, but... I just want a few more twists and turns. I want a bit more drama, Chris. Yeah, I'm with you. That's what I mean. We need something, Dave. We need something to happen. Uh, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But anyway, that's what it's about, Dave. Reality TV's... Uh, now it's our bread and butter, Mr. Horrocks, and I love it. I yeah. <laughs> With our CD reality cast. <laughs> and nobody's going to know some of the stuff I've sent over to you, Dave. And, you know, And I'm like, Dave, what about this? <laughs> You yeah. <laughs> hate me a little bit more every time I send them messages, you know, because I'm watching. Oh, I'll tell you what, Rachel keeps coming up with them. So she keeps uh, messaging. Uh, sorry, Lucy, not Rachel. Thinking of friends. Um, there's a couple, I think, that we could uh, we could move on to next, isn't there? There's, uh, what was it? Um, make or break. Make or break. So that's, that's another one that, you know, it's already out there. It's on Prime now. Um, but this one that she's just sent through, um, it's basically like the Bachelorette. Only the Bachelorette is looking for a sperm donor, basically. <laughs> so she wants a baby. She's forty-one, wants a baby in quick, quick fire time. And then all the contestants have got to prove that they they'd make the best uh, donor. Should we say, Chris? <laughs> the best shot. <laughs> See if we can uh, oh, slam a hole in. Dave, one. I'm, that's I'm, gotta be all, that has got to be the show next. Unbelievable. That sounds, that sounds just up our street, doesn't it? It's fucking trashy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it's more relatable because it's the same age. That She's the same age as us as well, Dave. So we'd be like, oh my God, who are the guys they're going to have lined up? We've got to get on it, Dave. I'm, I think I'm going to have to... I'm pretty sure they, they'll be a bit younger and look uh, moisturised better than us. But... <laughs> <laughs> We're like a pair of flip-flops, aren't we, Dave? At the moment? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly on. <laughs> right, Chris, it's been wonderful to talk to you. We'll record again soon and we'll get the next episode out. Let's do it. All right, guys, take care.